bringing it home with Sarah and Tanil. Sarah? Hey, it's September. Woo, we survived another Labor Day. We did, and somebody's got a birthday this month. Oh, I do. <laughs> you know, I do birthday all month long. That's why so, I'm bringing it up. You know yes. what? Yeah, this is and just the should. beginning. This is just I the beginning. Love it. So, you know, a lot of people ate a lot of things over the weekend. Yeah, a lot Not of me specifically. <laughs> well, you but, did a lot of cooking. But a lot of people, I did a lot of cooking, but I might have done a little eating too. <laughs> but, you know, with the COVID numbers back on the rise in mm-hmm. most places, including around here um, people are starting not to go out as much again and people are ordering in you know we kind of saw a lot of that you know back when the pandemic first started here are some statistics to think about okay 60 percent of u.s consumers order delivery or takeout once a week at least now is your family in that category um well not really because we don't we don't live where there is delivery and we just I don't okay. know. We don't even do takeout that often. Okay. But well, my family's definitely in that yes. category. We're <laughs> in that once a week category. Now, 34% of these people say they spend at least $50 well, every time they order food online. And 20% say they spend more ordering in than they do when they actually go and sit down and eat. Okay. That's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, and it does get expensive. You think about delivery costs and tipping and, oh, yeah. you know, all the things. Well, and if you're feeding, you know, more than two people. Yeah, more than one. Yes, it's <laughs> It can get up. expensive. So we're bringing somebody into the conversation because just because we're ordering in or getting things delivered, that doesn't mean there aren't food safety concerns. So we've got with us today, Dr. Janie Burney. Now, Dr. Burney, we've known her for years and we go to her with all of our food safety issues. (laughs) Hi, Janie. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you all? We're good. We are good. We know that September is Food Safety Education Month, and we kind of want to tie it to what's going on with COVID. And like we said earlier, all these people ordering things and picking things up and yeah. just not wanting to be out in the crowds. A good reminder, too, of food safety. Just food safety can never general. hurt. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Dr. Bernie, we're going to jump in with a question here, okay? Sure, I'm ready. All right. So the CDC says there's really no data that, you know, food associated with with COVID transition, you know, but there's still a lot of people eating out, as Tanil just shared in those statistics. Um, so what are some safety issues that we need to keep in mind when we are picking up food and taking it home? Well, um, I think an important issue is to consider when we pick up the food and take it home and how long it's in what we call the temperature danger zone. Okay. Which is like 40 to 140 degrees Fahrenheit. So the maximum amount of time that cooked food should stay in the zone is about two hours and one hour if the temperatures are above 90 degrees Fahrenheit. But what a lot of people don't think about is that that clock starts ticking when you pick up that food. The clock keeps ticking until you've eaten the food and put the leftovers in the refrigerator or freezer. Okay. So if you can't eat the food within two hours, you'll need to either refrigerate or the food the food or keep it hot till you're ready to eat it. Okay, so two so hours. If we're picking yeah. up food at the restaurant to go, okay, we're taking it with us. We probably don't need to run a bunch of errands and go <laughs> a bunch of places before we go home with the food. Exactly. 
Okay. Mm. So the sooner you eat it, the better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's right. a challenge for some people. It is. That may be, if you are out running errands, that needs to be your last stop. Yeah. The last stop. Yeah, and that two hours is just a guideline, but you really should refrigerate as soon as possible. You don't have to wait the whole two hours. Don't just say, oh, I still got an hour left. I can leave it sitting here. That is a good point to make, yes. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, a lot of us are getting food delivered to our homes. Uh, just another statistic to think about. 31% of people um, that eat takeout food say they use a third-party delivery service at least once a week. Again, our home uses some of these, you know, delivery services right. where you order it and some random person brings mm -hmm. it to you. So, Dr. Bernie, what are our food safety concerns when we're having a third-party delivery service bring our food? Okay, well, a third-party delivery service means that the person delivering your food has not prepared your food and only handles your food after it's packaged. Hopefully, that's true. We have no reason to believe it's not. But again, the major concern is about controlling the temperature of your food. So um, make sure that your hot foods arrive hot and your cold foods are arrive cold. If they don't, uh, don't accept the food. Mm. You, and you also want to check to see if the packaging is in attack. If you see a problem, uh, don't accept the delivery. And I would immediately call the restaurant to tell them what's happened and also call the delivery service. Because a restaurant may not want to use that delivery service well, again if enough yeah. people have had problems. If those seals are broken and the, the seals that are supposed to be yes. taped down yeah. and those types of things, and they're not. Right. And you've got fries missing? That's, that's an <laughs> that's issue. That's a problem, for Th that's sure. That's a problem, yes. <laughs> that's oh, true. Dear. Well, you know, some people still want to go sit down in a restaurant, you know, that dining experience. Yeah, you know, yeah. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. So what are the things that you suggest we do to minimize risk associated with going, you know, to eat at a restaurant? Okay, well, you know, the major risks of eating in a sit-down restaurant is a lack of social distancing. Mm -hmm. and the inability to mask up when you're actively eating or drinking. And this is really true during busy dining times, like mm -hmm. on Fridays and Saturday nights, <laughs> yes, those times. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you've got a lot of people gathered together in small places to, to wait on a table. So the best way to minimize your exposure to COVID is, and to protect those around you is to plan to eat during those slow hours. So go early or go late. Okay. We always go early. <laughs> and then if you, if you could call ahead if the restaurant accepts reservations. Oh, yeah. Or has call ahead seating. Mm -hmm. But if you must wait on a table, wait outside or in your vehicle. Because the waiting area can be just as crowded as the seating Probably area. Probably more so. I know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. So um, if you are having to be in those conditions and, you know, it can cause a little anxiety. A lot of people packed together. Yeah. That's a good time to wear a mask if mm -hmm. you can't get out and away from people. Okay. Good tips there. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, okay, we've talked about going out to eat. Um, let's switch to groceries because, you know, we've already, Dr. Bernie, talked about how expensive it is when we're eating out. And in extension, you know, we definitely talk about cooking at home. We promote cooking at home for health reasons, also for budgetary reasons. Um, some stores allow you to order things online, you know, mm -hmm. using an app or a website, and then you can go and pick them up without getting out of the car. And I will say, 
I've been using this before there was a pandemic. And yes, you You have. know, I discovered that. <laughs> and, you know, it kind of cuts down on the impulse buying because right. you've already decided what you're getting. You don't see other things. You get that and you go home. Right. So now that we're still in the pandemic, what do we need to think about when we are using this kind of order and pickup method? Well, you know, depending on when you go, it could be really busy sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, it makes it difficult to socially distance. Mm -hmm. And then for people who have weakened immune systems or are unable to vaccinate, uh, ordering pickup and pickup is a safer option. Yeah, it is. So um, true. You know, many times all you have to do is open your door and you make no contact with the person loading your vehicle. Which so it's a, a great thing. option for not just to take, saving time and money, but if you are immune compromised or just not comfortable mm -hmm. being right. in a, a setting like you that. Know, I know folks that have small children and this really saves them time. Yes. Yeah, it does. And, than having to unload yeah. everybody. Yeah. Right. And like Tanil said, it can save you money because it, you have to stick to a list. <laughs> That's you know, right. You're only getting what you asked for. <laughs> Okay, right. so Tanil is the is the online shopper. I like to go because I want to like touch. Oh, my she food. wants to pick up the broccoli and put it back down, and pick it. up the chicken and put it back down. I want to make sure there's no bruises on my apples and things like that. So, you know, I I still want to go in and physically go in and shop. But you know, you've kind of talked about some things that we can do to be safer when we do that. But what are some suggestions that you have for that? Oh, so you aren't alone. Most people handle packages of food and produce. They pick it up and then they decide they want something else. <laughs> uh, but, you know, viruses can survive on packaging. But it doesn't seem to be an important way that this virus infects people. Okay. So washing your hands with soap and water after touching packages at the store is really the best way to avoid infections. Mm. And now with your... Um, produce if you bring that home it was before you eat it if you gently rub your produce under cool running water and you scrub firm produce with a clean vegetable brush under running water this helps reduce the number of harmful microorganisms on the produce yeah and then when you cook the produce it also kills the harmful microorganisms dr barney what about these uh washes that are sold you know produce washes that are being promoted, especially now during the pandemic. Do we need those or is it sufficient to just use running water? Well, we still just say running water. Okay. Uh, we really, there's so many different kinds of food, produce mm -hmm. uh, that, um, you know, some less is real, have a lot of uh, creases and you yeah. know, folds. It's really hard to get it in there by just spraying the spray washes on them. Okay. So by rinsing them thoroughly in cool water, that's the best way to do it. That makes sense. Yeah. That mm -hmm. way you know you've hit all the crevices. <laughs> yeah. Right. Instead of just spraying yes. the mist. <laughs> but I'm that way. Like if my kids pick up an apple or something and they're about to bite it, hang on, did you wash that first? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh -oh. Well, and you know, um, grocery delivery, and this is something that Sarah ain't going to get into because she won't get to handle her, you know, apples, right. but you know, almost a third of people, one third had their groceries delivered for the first time at the height of the pandemic. Um, I was one of those people that had it delivered for the first time, uh, last year, but it was during the snow 
you know, inclement yeah. weather. I'd never had grocery delivery and it, it felt kind of weird, I'll be honest, but I've done it, you know, a couple of times since then. 26% said it was their very first time. For people over 60, 39% that had groceries okay. delivered, it was their first time doing it. So, Dr. Bernie, if we're going to use delivery services for our groceries um, and we want to keep ourselves safe and our food safe, what can we do when they're just dropping it off at the front door? Well, um, again, I think it's important to inspect your groceries mm -hmm. to be sure the perishable foods are feel cold. So if you order any hot items like a rotisserie chicken or pre-prepared meals, make sure they feel hot. Mm -hmm. And then again, you want to inspect the packaging to make sure it's intact and not ripped or torn open. And if you find a problem, immediately contact the store and ask for a replacement or a refund. Because you don't even have to be home. You can check in the app, deliver it, whether I'm home or not. Right. Just leave it there. So right. you may not know exactly. So that's how important long it's been too, there. to mm -hmm. make sure you make arrangements for someone to accept your groceries mm -hmm. so that they won't be outside. <laughs> that could invite other pests oh my gosh, to come. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. And you know, this is also true of these meal kit delivery service mm -hmm. yes. that they delivered. I've done that myself. Mm -hmm. um, I, I want to make sure it's packed in ice and everything's cold if the perishable things are cold. That's right. And a lot of people do utilize those services. They so do. Yeah. You want to make sure that it is, is safe for you to consume. Now, I've not done those services, but you'd have the same consideration. Absolutely. So. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's getting cooler outside. Thank goodness. Um, fall. Eventually. Is, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but we start kind of thinking about gathering and, you know, heading into the holidays. The weather's cooling off. You may want to have be outside with families and things. So we need to think about serving food that's safe, you know, for COVID considerations, but also, you know, with family gatherings and friend gatherings. What are your suggestions for that? Well, you know, I think it can be really uncomfortable, but you need to be sure to ask your guests about their health. You know, are they experiencing any symptoms? Right. Have they been exposed to anyone with COVID? And if it's in your home, you could decide whether or not you will ask people to wear a mask uh, when they're not eating or drinking or whether they need, they need to have been vac vaccinated before they come to your well, house. I guess it's your house. Down to your, your house, rules. your rules. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> you know, you want to keep people apart as much as possible. Um, you might need to set up extra tables or move some people yeah. outdoors to eat. Spread out. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, some of the restaurants who have these outdoor eating areas have heaters you could set up a nice heater and that's kind of fun in the fall well, that's and true cooler weather well, that's right yeah. you know we have a fire pit in our backyard that's easy everybody be outside and you've got the fire pit going and everybody can kind of spread out and our weather doesn't yeah. just get terrible for a long time no. you know it doesn't get terribly cold in tennessee for mm -hmm. quite a while that's right so just have some blankets have if you bit. need them and and uh, huddle by the fire i love it <laughs> mm. i do too so you, you might know, also want to think about having one or two people do all the serving if you're concerned about that. You know, instead of everybody serving themselves, that's a good idea. Make sure you encourage hand washing. Right. You can remind people where the sinks are, and having soap and hand sanitizer uh, readily available is helpful. Well, that makes sense, even in non-COVID times. Yeah, we need to have that every year yes. <laughs> at the gathering. Well, to wrap up this conversation. 
how can we promote food safety habits with young children? I mean, you know, they, they hear about COVID because, you know, they may be wearing a mask at school or right. they're hearing the debate about wearing a mask at school. <laughs> um, and they don't really know the scientific details, no, nor do they care. How do we just kind of <laughs> right. promote food safety with small kids? You know, for young children, you don't really need to go into any detail about harmful microorganisms. <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't, Dr. Bernie. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you know, people get all worked up about health advice that changes, but you know, that's the nature of science. Right. As we learn more, we change our recommendations. So it can be really confusing for your young children and scary. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that you have a healthy respect for microorganisms because they can really be beneficial in some cases and most are not harmful at all. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to get somebody to be so um, carried away with cleanliness, you know, to the point where it makes life difficult. That's right. Right. So I think and the then, thing... so you want to focus on the behavior mm -hmm. uh, rather than the, the science and just um, whether it's the proper hand washing or the importance of not leaving food out of the refrigerator or not drinking or eating after others. So, you know, I think most young children know what it means to be sick. Yes. You just teach them that certain behaviors can help us not become sick. There you go. And that's as deep as you need to get with a little I child, agree. isn't it? <laughs> yes. Well, Dr. Bernie, thank you so much for this conversation. I don't know how much longer we'll be talking about COVID, but we know <laughs> yeah. that food safety is going to be important going yeah, forward. Yeah. It always has no been. When, yeah. And so staying up on the habits that we need to practice in order to protect ourselves from foodborne illnesses, um, that's going to keep going. So that's thank right. you so much. You're so welcome. And thank you Stay to safe. all of our listeners for joining us. And in the words of Mr. Bob Marley, live the life you love. And love the life you live. Take care, you all.